Welcome to the Lion's Drive. I am Pastor Jimmy Udukoya. I pray this episode blesses you and it reminds you to become the lion that God has called you to be. Be blessed. says that the earth is waiting for the endless manifestations of the sons and daughters. Do you not know who you are? Do you not know what you carry? It is the same spirit, not another spirit. (laughs) The same spirit that conquered death, hell, and the grave. The same spirit that breathed life into man. The same spirit that hovered over the deep when it was null and void. And when God said that spirit took the word and made everything that we see. It is that same spirit that abides inside of you. Do you not know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? I don't know what you came here with today. I don't know what you are believing God for today, but I dare you to believe. We're about to enter into the season of abundant gifts. God is giving gifts to men. He says, I am the vine, and my father is the vine dresser. And he says, abide in me. If you abide in me and my word richly abides in you, it dwells in you, it lives in you, then ask me of anything and see if I will not do it for you. God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent. If he has said it, then he will do it. If he has spoken it, then he will surely come to pass. For somebody here, your testimony is going to make people wonder. You know, we were were, were worshiping and I heard this song. There's a melody in my heart. Mm, There's so much. 
There's a melody in my heart. Songs of victory, day my mouth. Set the melody in my heart. So that means that for somebody, God is giving you songs of victory. For somebody, God is giving you songs of victory. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I Father, we thank you for what you are doing. We thank you that you are here. We know that you are still in the business of doing good. Father, we have one more day. Oh, yes, today is the last day of glorious encounters. Father, even today, we are expecting a miracle. The God of the 24th hour. Even today, we are expecting a miracle. Father, your hand is not short. Savior, you can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save. Father, as we go into a time of your word, we ask, oh God, that you do only what you can do. We ask for your spirit to continually move in this place. We ask that you touch, you heal, you deliver, you restore. Everything that has been lost, we ask for total recovery in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because our faith is made alive. And we are expecting to see the move of your hand on our lives. We shall be known as the ones that God has helped. Your grace, your mercy shall be made evident in our lives. That will cause men to favor us in the name of Jesus. Father, take all the glory, take all the adoration, take all the praise in Jesus' name. If you believe it, say amen. If you receive it, shout amen. If you know that it is done, give God a shout of hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Good morning, good morning. Look at your neighbor. Tell him, welcome to showers. Look at someone and say, welcome to showers. 
And John's like, just hear him go to the I say, okay. He's like, I'm going to shower people with gifts. In this month that we are going into of abundant gifts, exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask, think, or imagine. Bigger than your imagination. Bigger than your mind can conceive if you only dare to believe. For somebody, you need to dream again. Life has happened so much that you have forgotten how to dream. God says, I dare you to dream again. A lot of times we don't realize, and this is not my message, I'm just talking. A lot of times we don't realize that our dreams, our visions come from God. And they are designed to scare you. If your dream does not scare you, then it's not God. If your dream is not big enough that it scares you, it's not God. Because anything that you can do within your power, then God is not involved. When you think about your dream, it should scare you. Because when you look at the magnitude of what it is, and then you look at where you are, it should shake you. And it's designed that way so that you are solely dependent on God. So you realize very quickly that it is not by your power, neither is it by your might, but it's by His Spirit. But God gives you that dream and He puts it inside of you. And then the beautiful thing about it is how He begins to unveil and unveil, uh, unveil and, and, and He begins to create the ways in which this dream that seemed like a far-fetched reality will begin to play out right before your eyes. It is literally an impossibility. It's only impossible until it happens. Impossible is only possible until it happens. Joseph had a dream. Everybody thought he was crazy. His family thought he was crazy. Sometimes we make the mistake of looking for validation of our dreams from our family. But God didn't give your family the dream. God gave you the dream. And he gives those who can steward it. That's why he gives it to them. Not everyone. He didn't give it to the household of Joseph. He gave it to Joseph. And then what we do is when God gives us a dream, we start seeking validation from those we love the most. Please, please, listen. This is what God's going to do this for me. And, uh, not everyone is a steward. Can steward, can birth, can do what is necessary, can endure, can be patient, can be long-suffering. Anyone who's carried a child knows that it's a process. It's not beans to be pregnant. Women, do I have a witness? It takes a process. And every stage is something new. Your body begins to change in ways you did not even know was possible. 
For some people, their complexion changes. Some people, their legs begin to grow. For some ladies, the shape of their nose never returns to how it was again. And it's like, how is this me? Because sometimes your dream will stretch you. Sometimes your dreams will shake you. Sometimes your dreams will stress you. Sometimes even close to break you. But you will bend and not break. Because God has, he has evaluated your capacity and your ability. And said, this one has the bandwidth and the wherewithal to store this dream. For somebody here, your dream is so ludicrous. Put it, ludicrous. Because it's never happened in your family. Mary, you shall carry a child without a man. We're doing it. Now let me not preempt myself. Well, we have to wait till Christmas Carol. It's gonna be fantastic. But um, we're, we're kind of playing the whole thing out. I just imagine that your beloved comes and tells you that she's been impregnated by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Or your your son or your daughter comes and says, Daddy, listen, I'm pregnant, but it's by the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. But you see, what is impossible with man is possible with God. And sometimes God will give you a dream, and it's not just for you, but it's for your whole generation. Sometimes obedience is not about us and how we feel. It's about the lives that are attached to the dream. Look at Joseph's dream. His whole dream was not about him. It was rescuing a whole nation. If Joseph didn't go through his process, the children of Israel that were meant to be in captivity for 400 years and then that would enter the promised land, that whole wiped out. If Joseph would have aborted the dream, I don't know why I'm talking about dreams today because... That's not my sermon. But I'm here to say to somebody, dare to dream. Dare to dream. Dare to believe. Because sometimes your dream is the door through which your whole family gets saved. You know, I think about my own life personally. I've had some crazy dreams in my life. But everything that I have dreamt about has happened to me. Because I dare to believe. See, sometimes we don't see things happen because we just don't simply take God at his word. How? So... You guys know, and I gave the testimony about a long time ago about how I got woman king, but I ended up in an industry that I didn't even know existed. 
Let me give you a bit of context. I ended up in an industry that I didn't know existed. As a matter of fact, I have no idea why I'm telling you this, but God does. Because like I said, this is not my sermon. But one thing I've learned in showers is God does what he wants to do. And we just go with the flow. So, a bit of background. I moved to the States in 2003. My mom died in 2005. And when my mom died, I was like, okay. I remember me saying a prayer. I said, God, you know they said that every great man must pay a price. You know this one must be my price of greatness. Because this thing that you have allowed to happen in my life with this woman who was everything to me, make me a general tomorrow. <laughs> because you have, you have cuts, you know, you have scar, wound, everything. In one event, I spoke to her on Thursday. Hey, Jim. I can't wait to see you. Christmas is going to be amazing. By the way, I'm traveling. Where are you going? I'll be back before you know it. But I got that was Thursday. Saturday, crash happens. And just like that, my whole world. So that happens and I stay away for four years. Because what am I coming home to do? Why am I coming home? Because home just ceased to be home anymore. As a matter of fact, when we would come home for Christmas, my mother would be at the back in her booboo dancing as the car would drive. Hey, my children. That Christmas, the lights weren't on. Everywhere was dark. There was no mom dancing in the booboo. It was very quiet. And you realize that what makes a house a home is not the building. Right? You realize very quickly that what makes a house a home is the people and the love. And if people stop coming and people stop going, that house very quickly will begin wearing tears everywhere. So for me, home as I knew it had changed. So I stayed away. Didn't come home 2006. Then my grandmother calls me in 2009. Jim, that's my mother's mom, by the way. So I only knew my grandparents on my mom's side because, well, I knew my grandfather on my father's side, but he died when I was really young. It was quite sad, too. He went away for a quick procedure that should have been an outpatient thing, and they didn't check if he was allergic to anything. And then he got allergic, and that's how he passed. I was like three. All I remember much of him is that he used to give me tom-tom. <laughs> but so I grew up more on my, my, grand, my uh, grandparents on my mother's side, and we all had numbers. I was number three. No, I was number four. Sorry, Shell. I was number four. Number one's Adi. Number two is Tolu. Number three is Shell. I was number four. Number four. And... I'm sure my cousins know it, but whether they didn't know it, I was my grandmother's favorite. As you can imagine. 
Let me tell you, the quickest way to anyone's heart, just love them and give them gifts. I just spoiled my grandma. And she loved me. And she said it. She said it. You're my friend. I said, I know. Because I would always, Grandma, you okay? Grandma, what do you want? Grandma, you know. So when she calls me, Jim. Hey, Grandma. I said, when are you coming home? You haven't come. I said, ah. she said, come home. I said, okay. For you, Grandma, I'll come home. This was summer. I said, Grandma, what do you want? She says, um, just, you know. Now, my grandma was very trendy. Grandma Willie was, as a matter of fact, I'll tell you a story one day. I was coming to church. And I saw someone I hadn't seen with like ginger brown hair come in. I was like, ah, who is this? I've never seen this person before. As we pulled up, ah, grandma. <laughs> hey, hi, Jim, do you like my new hair? I said, ah, grandma, you know? Very yuppie woman like that. So she says, I said, grandma, what do you want? She says, mm, just, just a bit of jewelry, you know. That's how ah, grandma, I got you. So I went to Swarovski, got at this lovely jewelry set. I was going to connect through London. Um, then I would get home. So I connect through London. I was supposed to be there for a couple of days. And while I'm there, I get a call that my grandmother, who I spoke to, is in a coma. Is this some kind of... I, I don't understand. My grandmother was not sick. My grandmother was very energetic. How did the woman... That, and again, for me, it was like PTSD all over again. Because I spoke to my mother, and then two days she was gone. Then I speak to my grandma, she's in a coma, what happened? Malaria, and they gave her some expired drugs or something, or something, or tripped her into a coma. I said, listen, all of this one is story. Put the phone to my grandmother's ear. When she hears my voice, she'll answer. I said, what do you mean? What do you mean? And, um, I didn't understand it. And, you know, when my dad wants to give me bad news, I can always tell in his voice. So he would call, say, I did with my mom when I found out. And he goes, Jimmy, I said, Dad. And then he says, Grandma is gone. I'm like, what? Before I got home. So yet again, life was repeating <laughs> itself. And so I'm landing and I'm going straight to my uncle's house and everyone is crying and I'm broken. I'm like, no, not. I came home because she asked me to. And um, I remember my, my cousin, she was so young at the time and I'm crying. And she looks up at me and she goes, Uncle Jimmy, are you crying? Because <laughs> my grandma lived with my uncle then and she said, Tim Lawrence, really tiny. She said, Uncle Jimmy, are you crying? I'm like, yes. Because at that time, they had told me, my, my auntie, Pastor Lara, had told me that she had, they were in the hospital and she had gone up and she whispered into my grandma's ear, said, Mom, just hold on. Everybody's coming home. They're coming home. She said, Jimmy's coming home. And they said that my grandma couldn't open her eyes or she couldn't speak, but then tears began to come down. And when they said that, it just broke me, right? So I'm crying. And then my cousin says, don't worry, Uncle Jimmy, don't cry. Come and sit down and watch cartoons with me. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I sit down and we're watching cartoons together. <laughs> I'm just like, what is going to do? 
Funny the things you never forget, right? So when that happened, again, I don't know why I'm telling you these stories. So when that happened, I was for sure done. I am not coming back home because now home represented pain and loss. The two most important women in my whole existence. The same way I talked to them one day, the next thing I know they're gone. The two women that carried me on their head. Who are you going to marry? <laughs> my, my grandma one time. When I was dating Jamaicans. Ah, fair Jamaican. Chief! So the two most important women in my life gone. So I was definitely not coming home. I stayed away in my America. I had my system. I had my house. I had my car, I had a motorcycle that my father didn't know about, that he found out about in a dream. That's a whole different story. <laughs> that man was just a terror. He was a principality and power in the spirit. <laughs> I kid you not. I'll tell you that story very quickly. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I'll tell you anyways. So, my, grand, my, my father had witnessed a bad motorcycle accident when he in the north at the bus stop and so he just motorcycles were a no-no but me like i said every dream that i've ever had i've done it so i used to watch these cool movies the bikers as they pull up and they come down with their helmet and their gear i'm like ah! i said this must be me my life i'm you know when they pull up zoom 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 woo! come with their helmet and their gear leather shoes walking with their helmet take it off i said oh god so I decided that in this life, me too, I must be cool like that. And one day I was, I kid you not, one day I'm driving down the road and I see a bunch of motorcycles being sold. So I stop and I walk and I say, I want that one. It was orange. I said, I want to say, have you ridden before? I said, no. He said, can you drive manual? I said, yes. He said, it's the same thing, but instead of the clutch being here, the clutch is here. And the gear here is like this. One, two, three, four. I said, no, give me. I got on the bike. I never been on a bike before. And zoom, but I did it. Not intentionally. Hey, I said, lie. But you know what? I drove that bike home that day. Because I decided in my heart. See, as a man thinks in his heart. I decided that anything. I took it home that day. Anyway, so I bought my bike. But the problem is, obviously, my father could never know because my father just didn't like bike. So I didn't tell him. He calls me randomly one time, and he calls me and he says, Jimmy, I'm like, hey, Dad. He's like, I've been having a strange dream. <laughs> I don't understand what this dream means. I'm like, ah, strange dream. He says, yes. He says, tell me your dream. He says, I've been seeing you riding a caterpillar everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. I just see caterpillar, caterpillar. I don't understand what it means. I say, eh. Mm. I said, well... Funny you should mention, you know, I got a motorcycle. Hey, hey! Go and sell that bike quickly. I said, yes, Dad, I'll sell it. I said, it's a lie. I didn't sell my bike. I had to be cool. And the first time I was on my motorcycle and I saw another biker go by, they had the hand signals they do when you see another biker, and he did it to me. I had made it in my whole life. 
Anyways, so I had my system going, and I decided that I'm not coming home. Everybody just leave me, my motorcycle, my car, you know, church, yeah, I'm happy for you. Everybody got to just leave me. They kept calling me. You finish your master's, come home. No, no. One day I'm in South Africa, and in worship, God says to me, um, you know you have to go home, right? Once God speaks, I said, once has he spoken twice, I've heard it. As soon as he spoke, I was like, I, I went to America. Didn't understand what I was doing. I packed up 10 years in three weeks. Sold everything, gave things away, packed what I could, and I moved back home. And I moved back. I was in Accenture for a while. I was in oil and gas from Accenture oil and gas for three, four years. Then I went into corporate trainings um, in the areas of innovation, leadership, and management. I had certain clients. Dangote, uh, Antifunto, <laughs> she patronized me. God bless you for me then. My is right there. <laughs> I went to Auntie C. Why well, else? Corona. And she, she gave us, she gave us, we trained Corona. It was a good one. Even Temple, you know, well, they were just helping our, our ministry, you know? And everything was going well. And then church decided to do a movie. Church decided to do a movie. And I was like, oh, guys. I can act. Give me a role. And again, he said, yes, I want to act. And he said, okay. And he gave me what was like a little role. I didn't know what the terms were at the time. But I knew that it was very small. And the guy was just a dull guy. It was just, there was no energy. It was just like some goody-two-shoes guy. So I'm like, listen, I don't like this part. Give me something that I can, you know, something. So that you, eh, they said, okay, there's this part for the supporting lead. I didn't know what that meant. Eh, should I give me? I can do it. He's a bad guy. I'm like, yes. <laughs> He's a bad guy. What does he do? He's like, oh, yes. I'm like, give me, give me. And so that's how I started this acting thing. A movie for church. And while I'm doing it, Desmond says to me, oh, you're really good. You should consider maybe doing this as a career. I say, eh. I say, see, Desmond, if anything ever pops up and I'm available, because then I was working for myself, let me know. So a couple of weeks later, he's doing a project, and he, one, I say I wasn't available. The second one, I do it. And then it so happens. Somebody says it so happens. You see, with God, nothing is a coincidence. See, the Bible talks about how Ruth was gleaning. She just so happened to be gleaning in the field of Boaz. Just so happened. The Bible talks about when the king could not sleep. It just so happened that Mordecai was in the courtyard. It just so happened. With God, everything is intentional. So it just so happened that the head of rock at the time, Mary Remy, was on the set. And she goes, you're really good. Give me your number. I'm like, oh, okay. And she says, listen, there's one of our biggest shows on the platform. I want to make you, it's called Husbands of Lagos. I want to make you one of the husbands. I'm like, oh, great. It's like, okay, come see me. I'm like, oh, fantastic. How much? I didn't even know what you, oh. I'm like, they pay? You get paid for this? They can pay you? Say, just might say anything. I'll, I'll done it for free. Yeah, give me. And that's how I started this acting. And very quickly, I begin to see doors open. God will tell me, listen, your phone will ring. There's a project coming. My phone will ring. God will tell me, 
doors were opening and I thought that that's how it was for everyone in the acting industry. Because for me, grace was working for me and I did not know. You see, grace will make things easy for you. Where others labor, grace will open the doors. You see, from that day, my phone didn't stop ringing. Someone called me, oh, my first feature film. I, I, oh, I said, how did you get me? I said, well, I heard you acting. Oh, yeah, okay. There's this role we've tried to fill for two years and no one could do it. Can I come for, oh my God, you're fantastic. Oh, great, I'll do it. Okay. And my phone just kept ringing, just like that. In 2018, my father says to me, he said, like, wait, it's like this whole acting thing, it's like, it's going to take a lot of your time. Ah, Dad, if I mean, they seem to like me. I seem to be doing something. I said, hey, but bless the man. He says, well, how do you know? How can you measure your traction? How can you measure your success? How can you tell that you're making any headway? What's the metric? I said, that's a jam question. I don't know how you know if you're making, you know, I mean, I'm getting lots of calls, so maybe, it's, you know, if there's no clear path, if we can't plot it out. My father was an engineer by everything must, must, it must, it must plot. Can you sustain yourself with this thing? You know, this thing, with, this, you know, you're here today, they forget you tomorrow. Is there a way, how do you sustain yourself? Is it a career? I said, that yeah, I do. But you know, sometimes, bless him, bless him, because sometimes my father was just doing what any parent would do. You know, our generation were different. In our parents' generation, there was no influencer as a as job. What's that? What do you do? I make TikToks. That's your job. But the people's job is to make TikTok. Some people's job is just to be acting a fool on Instagram and be laughing. <laughs> and they are paying them stupid money. But a lot of times, growing up, it's either you're a doctor, lawyer, teacher, accountant, but, and I get it because it is clear you can't chat. There is a path. And your parents who have been, and me that I'm a parent now, God help you. When we have invested all our lives in you. And I say that you want to be TikTok. If TikTok call, TikTok me. I understand the worry. And it's 11.01. Can I continue? So, you know, and you must understand also, I'm talking about stewarding a dream. And you must understand also that in our culture and our climate and our blessed country, you know that's, hello, in case you didn't know, I'm an anomaly. I'm an outlier. I, I seem to be always against the grain. I'm a troublemaker. Not intentionally, you God sees my heart, but I just, I cannot be anybody but me. Listen, understand that God has made all of us specifically. He says, before you were born, I knew you, I formed you, I chose you, I created you for purpose. Everything about you, how you smile, your personality, how you look, how tall you are, the color of your complexion, everything was designed on purpose. I don't want to be somebody else. Why will I be a photocopy of somebody else when I can be an original of myself? God has made all of us fearfully and wonderfully made. All of us are masterpieces because there is no one like us. So you must understand that me in this, came back to tonight, I'm doing, and I'm doing this acting thing, but the problem was, 
I was also a pastor as well. <laughs> Sir, how can you be a pastor and an actor in Nigeria? Walk. Light and darkness can never mix. Oil and water, it is an impossible. In fact, they said to me, the church will not accept you. The world will reject you. So either way, you fail. So here I was charting a course that I had no predecessor. Sometimes the dreams of God will force you in terrains that are not known. Because you yourself must become the trailblazer. And it will cost you, but if God has called you, his grace will sustain you. So here I was. I had no one to model, how do I balance the two? How can I be a pastor and an actor in Nigeria? But yet, I kept telling anyone who would hear, listen, I didn't go looking for this. God opened the doors. And God continues to open the doors. So my father asked me that question, how can you measure? I said, Dad, that's a good, I don't know. Now, the AMVCAs is the biggest awards ceremony in Africa. And most people that get nominated, as a matter of fact, Mr. Ali Balogo was, was, was one of the judges, I think, at the time. I don't know if he still is. But it, everybody from Africa submits and they pick actors and they have this big ceremony. It's like a Met Gala. It's a huge thing. And so after that conversation, I knew that they were making the announcements for the live nominations that very day. So I left my dad upstairs. I went downstairs to turn on the TV. My thought process was, um, at least I know people now in the industry. It's been two years I've been acting. Maybe some of my friends or senior colleagues will get nominated so I can support them. So I turn on the TV, and the first category was Best Actor in a Comedy. And the first thing they said was my name. And like Jimmy Ducat. And I'm looking at the, huh? And what was crazy was most of the times when you get nominated, they pick a movie, say this movie, and then they begin to nominate different people, best actor, best director, best cinematographer, best costumer, but the movie itself is usually picked. But in this instance, they picked me out of the movie. The movie was nominated for anything. The only nomination was me out of the movie for a movie I did two years ago in 2016. My first acting role in a lead role. And they picked me out. For somebody here where it feels like your work has been forgotten. Where it seems that your work has been overlooked and your efforts have been forgotten. God is bringing you from the back to the front. In the name of Jesus. So there I was watching this thing. And my phone is blowing up. Because usually to be nominated, you've probably been in the industry for, people been here 10, 15 years, never been nominated. Just to nom get nominated is already a win. And my phone's blowing up. I'm looking at my phone. And then I will go back to my dad and say, Dad, you know you just asked me a question. How do you measure metrics? Well, I just got nominated. So I guess I'm doing something. It's like, okay, all right, all right. 
And the funny thing about it is that I had said to anyone that I would never go to the AMBCAs unless I was nominated. So, when you get for the nominations, you either get nominated or you present. And those two things are a big deal in the AMBCAs because you get a hotel room in a co-hotel for three nights, all expense paid. You know, they house everybody, either a nomin nominee or you're a presenter for an award because it's the biggest show in Africa. All eyes, as big as big, bro big Brother, all eyes are watching. Not only was I nominated, I also presented. You have not because you ask not. So, got nominated and church was fully behind me. I remember everybody, OTP, OTP, OTP. We were like, hey, hey, hey. I didn't win, but just the nomination itself was a major win. That was 2018. Faces everywhere. And you know, can we just give God praise for Fountain of Life Church? Because <laughs> when I say fountain is a family, you know, I must have been that family member that just said, you know, just leave him. He's our own. <laughs> you know, that's like, just leave him. Because even when church members were telling me about my movies, watching my series, oh, we saw you here. Oh, I said, that's my pastor, you know. 2019. 2020, COVID happens. Now, this is the beginning of the testimony because my cousin says to me, you should compile your resume. And I say, compile my resume. We don't use resumes in Hollywood. Your face is your resume. If you are known, you are known. People call you, work comes to you. He said, you never know. <laughs> so I spent a couple of days during lockdown compiling my resume. They say that luck happens when preparation meets opportunity. The Bible says that Elijah said there will not be rain for years, but in the time he went to pray and the rain fell, the Bible says the crops grew. In other words, they were farmers who were planting even in the time of drought. And putting their seed in the ground in anticipation for when rain would come. You don't wait for the rain to start before you start planting your seed. The Bible says, he's, he told Isaac, in the time of famine, sow in the land. But anyways, I said, you know, I compiled my resume. Didn't think nothing of it. I didn't need it for acting away, but I just compiled it. I forgot about it. In 2021, I had a crazy dream. And I told my friend, I said, you know what? You see that Hollywood? I'm going. <laughs> and it was DME. DME said, Shh. I said, DME, I said, it will shock you. Oh, you're originally Hollywood before you. Wait. How it was going to happen, I did not know. As a matter of fact, in the history of the industry, it has never happened that someone will come from here while they are here and go there. It doesn't happen like that. But me, because for me, my case is different. I believe that I have a God 
who can make the impossible possible. Because where it is not working for, listen, for me, it must work. Because I know the capacity of my God. So I said, how will it happen? I don't know. But you see that Hollywood? I'm going. It's 2021. Beginning of, I kept saying it to anyone who would hear. You see me? I'm going to Hollywood. What explosion? Ask for one thing. I said, hey, my friend, see me. Hollywood. I'm going. In April, I was doing a photo shoot, and my friend says, do headshots. Headshots are what you submit on resumes when you're trying to get a part. Do headshots. I don't need headshots now for anything. Who needs headshots? Said, do headshots. Okay. Took the pictures. I didn't even edit it because I didn't even select it. Just took the odds we're doing for, and that was that. In August, I told my peer, I said, Enoch, this is the last Nollywood set I'm going to be on in August. I said, look around, enjoy it. I'm not doing Hollywood again after this. Because that Hollywood, I'm going. In, in the end of August, or maybe September, I'm not sure. Probably September. I get a DM. Well, mommy and daddy, it's a direct message. Say, <laughs> so just do you DM, DM. A direct message in my inbox on Instagram in my spam. Not the people that I interact with. You have a spam folder for people that are not your friends that you do not know. I got a, I got a spam message. And the question was, uh, would you be interested in doing some work internationally? I, uh, work. I'm always, I'm always available for work. I said, for how many days? They said three months, four months. Because in, in Nollywood, most actors are contractors. You pay us per day. That's how you pay us per day. We do the work. How many days? That's how, time is money. Three days is this. One day is this. So we calculate. I said, how many? I said, three, I said, three months. I said, I'm rather expensive. You want to hold me for, you want to hold me down for four months, three months. I said, ah, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I said, okay, no problem. I'm, I'm open. So they send me some sides. Sides are like scenes taking out. They said, pick any two characters. Do you want to record in your house or come and do a video? I said, I'll come and do a video. He said, come to Adeni Jones. I said, okay, cool. I came to Adeni, went to Adeni Jones. I did one 30-year-old guy that his body was hot. I said, oh, it fits me, I'm ready. He said, okay, there's this other character. He's 50 years old. You should do it as well. Ah, 50, but... I don't look 50. He said, just do it. Okay, no problem. So I did it. Didn't think anything about it. The next day, oh, I forgot to mention in June, I was preparing for a thing where I was trying to do this, my stay. I've been putting off in London for a while. And I went to the, um, uh, to the drop-off place in June, and they asked me a question if I wanted to submit my passport or keep it. Now, I've been so busy, I had no plans to travel, but I heard a voice. God said clearly, keep your passport. So in June, I said, I'll keep it. Okay. So remember, resume, lockdown. Headshots, April. June, passport, kept. So I do this. I do the audition. Do the same. The next day, I get a call. Do you have headshots and a resume? Ah, and I was out there. They said, actually... 
I do, I think I do, I do. Okay, wait, wait, it's okay. You need to send it before 10 p.m. I rushed home. Went to go and get my resume. Nonsense devil. That's the first time my laptop crashed. But luckily for me, God always makes a way. I had made it a PDF and I had saved it somewhere else. So I tried to, because I had done an additional 30 movies that year that had not updated since 2020. But I didn't know, I just said, you know what, there's no time. I just changed some to 2021. I just sent it. On edited headshots, I sent it. Went to that folder, sent. Didn't think anything of it. I said, oh, okay. Then I get a call two weeks later that I should come back for a callback. Okay, but I did two roles. Which one? They said for the general. I said, but the man is 50. They said they, said they will age you. Okay. I came back and I did the role. Read. Still not knowing what I was reading for. Had zero idea what I, I was just doing what they asked me to do. Then, I had gotten a role for another project supposed to start in sept September that got moved, but I decided I was going to clear my schedule, change my body, so I've changed my diet. I changed, I stopped eating meat, stopped eating chicken, I was doing vegetables and juicing because I wanted to be slim and I was, you know, I was big before, now I'm skinny because I've been carrying spiritual weight. So, <laughs> I'm not at time. She said, because she said, gym. I'm, Jesus is my gym. <laughs> I told somebody, I said, all oh, the fasting, I'm not fasting my whole life. In the four months, or three months, I'll be ah, fasting. Hey! I said, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. <laughs> people are laughing, it's okay. <laughs> so, I said, I'm going to change my body. I was doing all this thing in preparation for this role. Then I got the message and I'm doing all of this. Then, I get back from, from shooting at 5.30 in the morning. For, for director, and I go on Instagram, and John Boyega had just posted, oh man, he had just posted that he was excited to announce that he was going to be joining the cast of Woman King as King Gezo. I'm like, King Gezo? I know this name now. I've been, King Gezo, wait. So I click. For the first time, I've never gone to Viola's page. I've watched her on TV. I've seen her in Fences. I've watched How to Get Away with Murder. I was up on that show. So I click on Viola's page. And then I start look, going, scrolling back. And then I realize that they made the announcement for the movie in 2019. Then COVID happened in 2020. Then they postponed it to 2021. Because God knew that it had to happen for me. Because in 2019, see sometimes, you, you see, timing is everything. The right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. 
Sometimes we are praying for stages that we have not been developed to be able to inhabit yet. And God is holding the door shut, not because he is a wicked God, but he's preparing you. So when the time comes and you step on the stage, you are qualified to occupy what he has been is kept in store for you the whole time. In 2019, King of Boys happened. I was like, ah, why Sabi acts now? Then 2020, doing KOB2, or 2021, I was like, okay. They called me up to do a role, and I thought I was going to do it. Last minute, that didn't happen. Then Blood Sisters was coming out with Ebony Life, and I got a call for an audition. And then somehow, somehow, I didn't like the way I was handled, and then they offered me some, some nonsense money, and I said, absolutely not, because you must know your value. And I said, no. And they said, ah, I said, no, I'm not doing it. As I got how far, this is supposed to be two big things. And somehow, and God said to me, I remember, he said, all you need is one. And I said, okay. I remember I was, I was skipping in my room, preparing for a role that I did not know was coming. People would ask me, what are you working on? Are you going to war? What are you looking for in the gym? Leave me. Because I had a dream. Sometimes you might be building an ark. And everybody is wondering why you are building. Because the land is dry. But the one that has spoken to you has told you, prepare, a flood is coming. And so your actions don't line up with your reality. It's not meant to line up. Because it's not about where you are, it's about where you are going. So, I find out that they announced in 2019. Delayed, 20, uh, COVID, 2020. Postponed to 2021. They were shooting 2021 November. And this was in September. I was reading this and I saw that her character name was Naniska. But I've been reading, whatever I've been reading for the role has been interacting with a Naniska and a Gezo. And for the first time, the light bulb went off in my head that (laughs) this is the project that I am reading for. And my knees went out. And I felt my knees and tears as I said, God, first of all, thank you. That my name is even being considered in the league of such people that I did a video in Adeni Jones, but they are discussing my name in LA, in Hollywood. Then I went into my living room and I knelt down. And I said a prayer. I said, God, by this, as you have shown it to me, you will give it to me. I said, this will be my validation. That everyone who has doubted that you opened the doors, by this, you will validate me. I went to the corner of my room. (laughs) I said, Elisha was in the corner of his room and he could see everything happening in the king's chamber. 
I said, so I go into the corner of my room and I begin to send your word to that office where they are discussing my name. Anywhere they mention my name, favor will speak for me. So I decided, I said, see this thing, I'm getting it. And then I got a call. I said, okay, can you fly to South Africa to do a read with the director? I said, I'm ready. I've cleared my schedule. Let's go. But the problem is South African embassy takes time. You know what? Let's just do a Zoom. <laughs> I told them, no problem. I told them to put on a generator. I said, they should not turn it off. <laughs> Let not Nigeria happen to me. Let's avoid stories that touch. Turn the generator on and leave it on. Whether there's light or whether there's no light, leave it. Not in the middle of my audition. Ha, ha, ha. Push. One time, true story, I was talking to my friends and Nepal took light and they started screaming because they were in the States. I just moved back. Yo, Jim, you okay? You okay? I say, yeah. <laughs> I was totally calm. You are right? the... Ah, it it's okay. It'll, it'll be back. <laughs> when, when we are abroad they have, uh, what do they say, um, um, light, um, what's this thing called? Blackouts in America, whether it's winter stuff. All Nigerians, calm. Oh my God, I'm, oh, when you're used to one week, no lights. <laughs> Couple hours, you're shaking. You know, they come on, are you good? You good? You good? Everybody's chill. Oh, Nigerians, bros, how are you doing? You all right? <laughs> God bless Nigeria. You know, when you, when you survive in hardship, you thrive in ease. That's why you don't understand why we are everywhere in the world where a problem. Because we survive under crazy circumstances. You now take us into a structure of I mean, will not God punish the devil. There's light, there's internet, and you will now not walk. <laughs> I told him, turn it on. So I'm doing the audition. She's giving me tips back and forth, whatever the case, great. She says, Can we talk? I said, No problem. She says, So this character is going to be playing alongside Viola Davis. It doesn't get any bigger than Viola Davis. Do you think you have what it takes? I said, thank you very much, Ma. I said, first of all, I'd like to say that <laughs> I'm a big fan of Viola Davis. How to get away with murder, fences, the help, fantastic. You know, I just love her work. She's an amazing actress, you know. I said, but you know, for me, I will tell you that I've been preparing for this role my whole life. I said, I love 300, I love Gladiator, and I've always wished to be in an epic that is African, that is our story. And people always ask me why I work out the way I work out, because in my mind, I've been preparing for a role that I did not know would come. And when you play alongside the best, you must bring out your best. I said, so as much as I love Viola Davis and she's the best at what she does, I said, Ma, you have not met Jimmy Odukoya. I said, put me in the game, coach. I'm ready to play. 
She said, okay. She said, I like you. But the final decision lies with Sony. And you must understand that the antagonist is an important part of the story. Without darkness, you can't appreciate light. And you must understand that for somebody as big, as talented as Viola Davis to be the force of good, somebody equally as big and talented must be the force of evil so there can be that tension. Because if there is nothing for her to overcome, then there is no story. So whoever plays the bad guy must be a bad guy. Because his presence must be equal to that of the good. So I understood. Because it made no sense why a studio would trust that position to an unknown that they had never seen. They had casted for all the major leads and that one role had not been filled. As a matter of fact, I came to find out they had gone to five different countries trying to fill this one role. When God says something is for you, It will topple governments. He will break down structures. He will do whatever he needs to do. How is it that an Israelite will now enter the palace and become the second in command to an Egyptian? Me in Lagos. You must understand that it's impossible to get any roles in Hollywood without an agent. I did not have an agent. I got a DM. They had gone to five countries because agents will work with casting directors. And casting directors, they went casting in the U.S. They could not find anyone to fill the role in the United States. In the U.K., they found none suitable. In France, they went to Paris. They could not find anyone suitable. They went to Ghana. They could not find anybody suitable. They looked in South Africa. They could not find anyone suitable. Because God said, this one is for my son. Until when they could not find anybody, they called a friend in Nigeria. Do you know any actors that are muscular and can act? There is a role that we are trying to fill and we can't seem to find anyone. To fill this role. Okay, let me look through a list of people that I think I know. That's when she sent me a DM. For somebody here, God will create a problem that only you will be the solution to. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says that there was a spirit that came from God to torment Saul. <laughs> a spirit came from God to torment Saul and only when David played with his heart did he find peace for somebody here today God is orchestrating a situation 
where only you will be the solution to. In the name of Jesus. They went to five countries. They could not find anyone. Then they came to Nigeria. And then this happened. And then they asked for headshots and resumes. And then, so she says, great, we'll get back to you. Let's see what Sony says. I went back. I said, Father, <laughs> you who have brought me this far, because you who have begun the good work is faithful and just to complete it. God is not through with you yet. Stop looking at the calendar. Stop looking at the clock. He's not restricted by time. He's outside of time. He's in your past, present, future, all at the same time. You can't measure God by your limited understanding of time. Time? God is outside of time. He bends time to his will. A thousand years is like a day, and a day is like a thousand years. So, I'm waiting. And then they say, listen, in the meantime, I'm going to send you some stunts to see if you can stop. Say, can you ride horse? I can ride. I send a video of me riding. Can you fight? Can you, I say anything. Give me the thing. It's not choreography. One, two, three. See, you don't realize that everything in your life, God will use everything in your life. There is no such thing as a wasted experience. The Bible says he will cause all things to work together for your good. There were times when I was inside riding these horses that looked like they were about to die. In, 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 in Hollywood. And my sister sent me a video. She said, why are you wicked? You look like they are bigger than the horse. That the horse is even praying that please get off me. But sir, I was riding. See, when you are faithful over a little. You see, we are waiting for the big break. When God does it, no. If you are faithful over the little. He's giving you one talent. You have buried it. But you are asking for five. If you are faithful over a little. Then he will commit much into your hand. Everything in your life. God will use. So guess what? Fighting is choreography now. He's one, two, eh? We used to dance in church. RGK, one, two. I said, see, Daisy dance. Anything, one, two, three, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> it's dance. I said, I will do it because I must understand that they have been training for months since June. They've been training since June. So I said, listen. Anything, they sent it. I sent them the drills. Then I said, listen, okay, while we wait, if we wait for the decision to come, you might be stuck because it takes a long time for the embassy to give visas for South Africa. So we're going to try to book you an appointment so you can get your visa before the decision. So when decision drops, if you say yes, you can go. They tried to reach the South African embassy in Nigeria, but they couldn't. So they came back and said, listen, we have all the documents. 
But the problem is we have not been able to secure an appointment for you. But if you go to the embassy and you happen to enter, then you are fine. Now, anyone who has ever gone to the embassy knows that you cannot go to the embassy without an appointment. <laughs> the first thing they will ask you when you reach is, where is your appointment letter? Because that shows the date in which you can come. I said, I said, favor goes before me. Give it to me. I said, that but I will enter. I printed C. I walk in the understanding that I get backing. He says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I have an awareness of the God that I carry on the inside of me. I said, listen, give me. Favor goes before me. I'm going. I printed my documents. I went to South African Embassy with no appointment date. And I got there. And the other, thank you, the audacity of God. I went there. They asked me, they said, Sir, where is your appointment letter? I said, I do not have one, but I'm meant to be here. He said, hey, enter. <laughs> In less than 30 seconds, I was inside with no appointment letter. He said, wait here. He says, go upstairs and ask for the manager. Get to the door. Sir, where is your appointment letter? I don't have an appointment letter, but I'm meant to be here. Eh, okay. Wait for the manager. He's busy. The manager sees me, says, wait for me. I'm sitting down. The manager comes to me, he says, follow me. I follow him. He takes me into the VIP room. He says, sit down. I sat down. He brings out a form. He says, fill it. I fill it. He asked me for payment. It was inside the VIP room that I filled my form and I paid for my appointment. Inside. Okay. I said, ah. I don't tell everybody, I've gone to Hollywood. <laughs> because God cannot bring me this far to leave me now. South African Embassy takes at least two to three months for them to answer you. In 10 days, my passport came out. So there I was waiting. And I got the call. Sony has approved. I got my passport out on the 12th. Oh no, of, of October. By the 14th, I was on a flight to South Africa. By November 2nd, I was shooting. <laughs> and so here I am. I remember they were going to introduce me to go and meet Viola. I'm walking in. It's like, let's go. <laughs> let's introduce you to meet Viola. I said, hey, Jesus. You know, it's like you have done like this, but you just, come on. Nigerians, we, come on. Chest out. I said, Ma'am, it's such an honor. She's like, oh my God, this is who I have to fight? I said, oh my God, this is who I have to fight? She was saying that because I was big. I was like, oh my God, you're Viola Davis. <laughs> and we would be on set, and I'm asking myself, how? 
I was watching her on TV. They say, Viola, first action, Jimmy, second action. And I'll be there and be saying, wait, what? When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like those that tree. I remember right before the scene, we were in a room. On my left is Viola Davis. She's won everything there is to win. Emmy, Oscar, Grammy, Tony. She graduated from Juilliard. The best music, um, I'm creative school that there is. She's the height of the game. Then you have me. Who used to do children's church acting? <laughs> hey, hey. Who started in church? Who heard a voice that said, go and do this, and doors began to open? When God will amplify your little. Who says when God has no says? The Bible says the Spirit of God came on Aholiab and Bezalel, and they created things. He says, he who lacks wisdom, let him ask. Because God, who sees all, the Spirit of truth that knows all, lives inside of you. There is nothing that is impossible. Viola on the left. Me where I never go acting school one day in my life. In the middle, on the right, is the director of love and basketball. The old guard. I say we should be, we should be having conversation about our sins. Let's discuss. <laughs> I'm looking at myself and wait, how am I on this table? What is it that I want to say about acting? But there I was, talking. And Viola was nodding. I'm looking at my side, and like, she's nodding. <laughs> she's, she's in agreement. Okay. And I remember that we're having a conversation about authenticity. And I said, speaking of authenticity, Listen, when you are faithful over the little, people think that when the big break comes, they will know what to do. But people don't realize that if you are doing the same thing that you've been doing on a small stage, just on a bigger stage, you're not doing anything differently. It is the same way David had taken his slingshot and fought the lion and fought the bear. It was the same way he took the slingshot and he brought down Goliath. You don't know when your little will become much. So there I was, because they knew me on sets in Nigeria. No, this is not right. This doesn't work for my character. No, bring something else. No, it can't work in terms of authenticity. This cannot work. So I'm used to speaking up because for me, I take my work seriously. I put 120% because I am on that set. It cannot fail. I expect that it will do well and it is my responsibility because my face is a part of this project. So I will do everything to make it succeed. That was my mindset. So here we are in this room. The only problem was my character's name and your general was Okia Abua. Okia Abua was a Yoruba man. I said, speaking of, speaking of authenticity, 
I said, um, I cannot play this character with this name. One, I'm a Yoruba man. Two, my people will not forgive me that I, as a Yoruba man representing Nigeria, saw this name. I did not talk. They will finish me online. What kind of... So I said, we have to change the name. I said, okay. I said, what do you want to change it to? I said, Obade. The king's crown. I said, oh, I like it. She said, yes, Obade. Okay. She said, fantastic. We'll change it. And just like that, they changed it in the script, on my trailer, on my chair. They sent a notice. The new name of the character is Obade. And that little, the, it is because I have been doing it in the past. Someone asked me, how is it that you are comfortable? I said, I'm not doing anything different. It's what I have been doing. And that's how they changed it. And the rest, they say, is history. I'll tell you two more things, because I know this has been a very long service, and forgive me, this was not the plan. I remember one time we were fighting. The Holy Spirit is real. See, the Holy Spirit is not a figment of your mind. He is a person. And when you acknowledge him and you give him the space to be who he is, you'll be surprised the things he will do. He is the Spirit of God. And you have access to him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But yet we neglect him. We were having a rehearsal. And I'm talking to Viola because we're doing one of our fight scenes. And I'm, she's talking about the industry. And I'm like, listen, ma'am, if anything ever comes up, I'm available. Here's my number. Please call me. You know. She says, oh, don't worry. I'll give you my number. Now, you know when people say that, especially when you're like saying it just to be polite. So you just, oh, you know. I said, Holy Spirit, as she has said it, she'll give it to me. I said, but Holy Spirit, I won't ask her again because I can't be seen to be too forward. But see this number? I was collect. We get done, we're fighting, she's packing up her stuff, she's about to go. I said, Holy Spirit, she's about to go. <laughs> and she will not go without giving me a number. Holy Spirit, stop her. This is Viola. Packed her stuff, she's about to go. She stops, puts her stuff, goes, sits down. She says, come Jimmy. I go, I sit down. She says, let me give you my number. And she says, <laughs> she says, this is my number. This is my husband's number. This is my personal email. This is my husband's personal email. This is the email of the office and my assistant. Anytime you are in L.A., Come, because you stay in my house. Call me. Come by. <laughs> oh, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Thank you. I said, don't worry. I, 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 I'll save your number. I'll keep it well. She said, don't worry. I trust you. I said, ah. So I sharply sent her my number. But she doesn't have a, a picture on WhatsApp. So I didn't know whether or not it was even, hey, may God deliver us from small thinking. I thought, ah, maybe what if the number is not the correct one? So I sent her my number because who am I to have Viola's number? So I sent her my number. I said, my, here's my contact. And I didn't get a response. I don't know if she got it or not. 
A couple of days later, she sends me a message. Come by the house, Jimmy. We're having a dinner. Just you, no one else. I'll be there. <laughs> I go in. I'm like, oh, come, Jim, Jim, come, 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 come. Do you want wine? Do you want something to eat? Come, come, come. Do you want something to sit? Do you want... Hey. <laughs> Viola. He's asking me if I want a drink. She's getting me food. Come sit, come sit. I'm talking with Julius and I'm thinking, how is this even possible? How? God, there is no distance. There is no distance. There is no distance. If your help is in Jamaica, he will get it to you. He sees all, he knows all, he hears He's omnipresent. He's everywhere, in everything, with everyone, at the same time. I'm thinking, how is this possible? We're having a conversation. After I left, I'm worshiping her. Now I'm preaching. I guess who's commenting on my post? Viola Davis. There is nothing that's impossible with God. Even with John, I saw him on one thing, and I, he came to Nigeria. They didn't invite me in 2019. I said, ah, God. He said, don't worry. You meet him on a personal level. That's what God told me in 2019, 2021. 2021, we're upset. He comes in February. He's like, oh, hey, hey. Ah, you know me now. I can't for her. Hey, how you doing? No, no anybody respect anybody. You form. How you doing? Nice to meet you. Nice one, man. The next, we're shooting a scene together. He comes up to me and says, oh, by the way, my parents said to greet you. Sorry? <laughs> my parents said to greet you. Your parents? said, yeah. They knew your mom. So they said to greet you. My parents are pastors as well. I'm a PK as well. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, I did my research on you. Really? And we start talking. I love lions. He loves lions. There are certain things he has said to us. I said, come, come here, come here, sit down. You know I know you. I know your whole life. Follow me, come, come, come. He was literally, or he's literally a younger version of me. And then I get back to the hotel room, and I'm like, wow. And then God taps me, he says, didn't I tell you that you meet him on a personal level? God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent if he says it he will do it if he has spoken it surely it will come to pass 2018 I saw John's manager Femi Ogo he's the one that got Letitia Black Panther Damson Snowfall um, John Star Wars, it's a big deal. I saw him in 2018 on Instagram. And I looked at him and I said, God, this man, I will work with him. This one. And I sent him a message in 2018. Hi, I see that you're a faith. You're, you're, you're a man of faith. I'm also a man of faith as well. I see that your industry, I actually act as well. I'm coming to London sometime. If you'd like to sit down, have coffee, let's just talk. You know, I'd love to work with you. No response. He didn't even read it. 
I went to his spam. Fast forward to 2021. After Woman King, I'm in John's house for a barbecue. And Femi comes. And they're just talking about the industry and I'm there just chatting with them. He looks at me and says, what do you do? I said, I'm an actor. You're an actor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually the bad guy in Woman King. It hadn't come out yet. So I'm like, yeah, I just wrapped him, the bad guy in Woman King. I said, really? I'm like, yeah, I can show you. He goes, whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. I don't want to see anymore. You're a beautiful man. Look at you. This works. Listen, if you have an agent, fire them because I want to represent you. I'll be your agent now. I, I want to work with you. I'm like, huh. And he's like, listen, listen. Don't, don't rush. Take some time to think about it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let me show you something. I pull out my phone. I said, I sent you a message in 2018 because I told God that I was going to work with you and I didn't know how it was going to happen. So this happening is divine. The answer is yes. And the same person that I saw in 2018 for a while became my agent. God is too intentional about us I am telling you I'm not telling you a story from the Bible because a lot of times we don't realize that these things where real men in real times happen to real people this is my life while I was in South Africa remember when I said that I, I kept my passport so because I kept my passport I had the ability to go but I had gone to do this thing in June where they are now requested that I submit my passport now November 24th because now it was time to start the rest of the process. And so, I was in South Africa. We were shooting in Durban. And I went to find a post office that was affiliated with DHL to send my passport, let them get back to Nigeria quickly, five days. Let's avoid stories that touch. I paid too much money. Let's do this. So I dropped my passport. I thought it would have gotten there. That's how... On the fifth day, I called, I checked tracking number, I said that there's no record, <laughs> no record care. DHL said they had not gotten it. I said, are you people, are you people all right? Are people know that when you, your whole life, Nigerian passport, visa, if you lose your passport, you lose your visa. That's it all. Before you start getting everything back, the headache. For those who have Canadian, American, British passport, God bless you. You can't, you can't, you can't understand the trauma. I always tease that my whole family is under the blood. Their all passports are red. I'm the only one that is green. But the God of turn around. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll still come and give down. Anyways, so I'm calling them in panic. Where is my passport? They're telling stories. Story. Say, what nonsense? You people better find my passport. That my passport is lost. It's not possible. Then I said, okay, they'll find out. Blah, blah, blah. Some lady I was fighting, fighting. She said, okay, we'll get it on a on a plane and it was cutting it very close because I had to submit on Tuesday. This was like a Thursday night. It had already been there. I'm like, I needed it to be there Monday morning latest because it will pass through customs, all these things and I cannot afford not to meet this appointment. They finally got it out. It went through Ghana. When I tracked it, they said that it was out of cycle. What's out of cycle? What does that mean? I called them. They said that there was no plane in Ghana that when the plane comes 
I say, I say, I, say, I, must be, I can't say that. I say, must be mad, but I, I can't say that now. I'll say they are blessed because I'm now senior pastor. You know. So I say, you people, you people. My thing, I paid you for express. I said, sorry, there are no planes. So I was just very upset. This DHL, da, da, da. Then a friend of mine who was on set heard my grumblings and asked, what's the problem? I said, DHL. Da, 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 da. He said, really? He said, <laughs> he said, give me your tracking number. I'm a friend of the brand. That's what he said. I'm a friend of the brand. Give me your tracking number. I'll call the CEO right now. Hi. She says, she'll see what she can do. So she goes and she calls him back and says, actually, there's actually no planes in Ghana. It's actually true. But I promise you, once a plane comes, first thing, the passports will fly out. And I guarantee you, we will get there Monday, latest in the afternoon. I said, no. That's cutting it too close. Because if he enters custom, that afternoon can become night or Tuesday morning. And that's what Mrs. Morning. I was like, oh, I guess, oh, but I wish, oh, you know, I'm just, just. He says, wait, wait, wait. Let, me, let me speak to her again. He calls her back. She says, let me see what I can do. The CEO of DHL South Africa chatters a play. for my passport because I said I wanted my passport to get there Monday and there was no plane the CEO chartered a plane for one passport and flew my passport out so that I can get my passport on Monday morning. The hearts of kings. Are in God's hands. And he wields them. As he wills. Over your matter. Where the king needs to lose sleep. Over your situation, whatever protocols need to be bypassed so that you might receive your gift in the month of abundant gifts, the Lord will cause it to happen. In the name of Jesus, I decree over you that every dream, every vision, that God has put inside you, that he will give you the grace and the wherewithal to steward it into fruition in the name of Jesus. In one move, in one move, in one movie, remember he said to me, all you need is one. In one move, He made me bigger than my industry. In one move, for somebody here, for somebody here, for somebody here, in one move, 
with one phone call, with one meeting, with one appointment, with one decision, with one encounter, the Lord is taking you from the back to the front. He shall make you a trailblazer in your industry. In the name of Jesus, in one move, total recovery. In one move, total restoration. You shall pursue. You shall overtake. And you shall recover all. Father, we thank you because you are not a man that you should lie. If you have said it, you will do it. If you have spoken it, it will come to pass. Father, we thank you that even today, we are still right for your miracles. For somebody here before the end of today, you record your testimony in the name of Jesus. For somebody here, Christmas is coming early. In the name of Jesus. For somebody here, you were expecting your, I want to say your harvest or what you thought you would reap was supposed to be one, but it's going to be double. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you may not see the wind, you may not see the rain, you don't have to know how it will happen, but one thing we know is for sure, that your valleys will be filled with water, in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you. As they go, we cover everyone with the blood of Jesus. No evil shall see them. No plague shall come near that dwelling place. In the name of Jesus, from glory to glory, from grace to grace, from strength to strength, and we shall come back with our testimonies. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, say amen. If you receive it, shout amen. If you know that it's done, give God a shout of hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that you were blessed. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to subscribe. And if you know a fellow lion that needs to join the tribe, please be sure. Send them this link. Share this episode. God bless you.